You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to the podcast and connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. May you be blessed by the hearing and reading of Scripture and the meditation on the Word. Have a good day. It's always good to be home. I like to travel, but I always... um, Nothing feels like being home. If you didn't notice, last week um, we had our beautiful service led by our Wesley Foundation. They did an amazing job, and it was a great pre-recorded service, and I want to thank them. I uh, thank Abigail and Shanna for their time, energy, and effort to make sure that it happened. Um, they did an amazing job, and, and I just want, I can't thank them enough for the work that they did to make sure that the service uh, still happened. I want to share with you that um, even though we still didn't gather uh, like we normally have been, um, we still make sure that every week that the gospel is still proclaimed in the sanctuary and the videos were played. Whether it was the Easter service, when we were all at Egan, we still, we left the YouTube video on and, and allowed that service to happen. The gospel did not stop even though we're not meeting. And so I share that with you because I want you to know that as we slowly start to, to come back and we start to um, experience a new normal, things are going to look a little bit different and feel a little bit different. But that does not stop the Holy Spirit. If we put a barrier up to say that just because it's not the experience that we want and we don't let the Holy Spirit in, we are not living the way that God has called us to. And we're called to to be open to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not reside in one little space for people to feel comfortable and to feel complacent. The Holy Spirit is an agitator. It pushes us out and pushes us forward to be in action, in love. Love of neighbor and love of God. And so for the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at this Holy Spirit in action. We're going to be looking at the Holy Spirit and its work through the book of Acts. That's that book after the Gospels. It's that book that um, Paul, or the, the, the author, wrote uh, as his second volume to the testament of what happened after Easter. Because, see, we're not left alone. Jesus doesn't ascend and leaves us hanging. He sends us an advocate, the Holy Spirit. And that's what motivates us and drives us today. That's that, for, the, for some of you, there were some of you yesterday that, that went to walk a mile, that felt that nudge, that even though you said you were going to walk virtually, you felt that nudge of the Holy Spirit to lead you to go and walk still even in person. The Holy Spirit is a thing that, that motivates us to love unconditionally, even though it may look a little different or not normal. The Holy Spirit, when we let our guards down, will lead us to that sanctification that we all long for. And you know, one of the first and last prayers that the church should ever pray is, Come, Holy Spirit. Because when we make that prayer, realize when you invite the Holy Spirit in, be ready to go somewhere. Because it's going to take you somewhere. Where? I don't know. It's up to God. But when we allow ourselves, when we allow our guards to be let down and we open ourselves up to the Spirit, amazing things happen. And we see that in the book of Acts. 
And so I invite you, as you listen to the word being read today, I invite you to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to listen to where God may be calling you on this day. Hear this reading from Acts chapter 8, verses 14 through 25. When word reached the apostles in Jerusalem that Samaria had accepted God's word, they commissioned Peter and John to go to Samaria. Peter and John went down to Samaria where they prayed and the new believers would receive the Holy Spirit. This was because the Holy Spirit had not yet fallen on any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So Peter and John laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon perceived that the Spirit was given through the laying of the hands of the apostles, he offered them money and said, Give me this authority too, so that anyone on whom I lay my hands will receive the Holy Spirit. Peter responded, May your money be condemned to hell along with you because you believed you could buy God's gift with money. You can have no part or share in God's word because your heart isn't right with God. Therefore, change your heart and life. Turn from your wickedness. Plead with the Lord in the hope that your wicked intent can be forgiven. For I see that your bitterness has poisoned you, and evil has you in chains. Simon replied, All of you, please, plead to the Lord for me, so that nothing of what you have said will happen to me. After the apostles had testified and proclaimed the Lord's word, they returned to Jerusalem, preaching the good news to many Samaritan villages along the way. This is the scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. Stanley Hauerwas, in his book, and Will Willimon co-wrote this book together on the Holy Spirit. I've enjoyed reading it. I've been reading it um, since I, um, I was one of the books I picked up to read while I was in Wyoming, and I actually almost read it all um, on the plane because I really got into it. He has this really great line. He says, Christians are people who dare to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. That is, lives live lives out of control, coming to God, dependent, empty-handed, Lives driven by and accountable to someone more interesting than ourselves. We dare to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. We let go. It's not ours. I always think of it like when we let ourselves go and we allow ourselves to be controlled by the Holy Spirit, it's like driving and you're not driving. All last week when I was in um, Colorado and Wyoming, I did not drive. My, my friend Zach drove, and, and sometimes I had no clue where the Spirit was taking Zach. Sometimes I had no clue where we were going, and, and that's because he had it in his mind where we were going all along. And, and, and you know, that's kind of like the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we have no clue where we're going, but we know that we're trusting in God and trusting in the Holy Spirit to lead us to where God needs us to be. 
We never know how that may impact us. But when we let our guard down, and we let ourselves go, and we allow the Holy Spirit to take control of who we are by what we say and by what we do, God's kingdom becomes real through that. And far too often, how many times when, when we've been, you know, talking with someone and we feel that nudge just to shut up or not hit send or, or maybe not share that, that, that thing that was on the internet, how many times have we felt that nudge of the Spirit but we didn't listen anyway? And then when we did, it caused us more harm than grief. What if we listened to the Holy Spirit? Could you imagine how much trouble we wouldn't get into? And all we have to do is submit ourselves to this. The disciples understood this. That when they were going out and preaching all uh, throughout the early church, and understand that the early church had nowhere near looking like it did today. Nowhere close to what it looked like today. Some of you would scare you to see what the early church did. They went out and they preached and they went to Samaria. They had heard that, that there was a Christian community starting to establish themselves. They'd been baptized in the name of Jesus. And, and, and they were kind of understanding and kind of getting it. And, and so um, Peter and, and John, they go and they, and they lay hands. They give them, they commission them in the name of God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit to do God's work. And the moment that they lay hands on them and, and they feel that Holy Spirit, have you ever had one of those moments? I have. I've been on both. I've been on the giving of, of when I've laid hands on someone, and I've been on the receiving side of that. And I know what that power feels like. It, it, it's just like this, this holy rumbling in your body that just shakes you to your very core. And I can only imagine that that's what Simon felt. And what's our natural response? Joy, excitement. He didn't know how to respond. And so Peter thought because he received something, he should give something back. Here's some money. He offered him money. Because I want this authority too. See, Simon wanted the authority. He wanted what the disciples had. And his intentions were probably pure and good. Let's be honest. Let's, let's, let's give him err on the side of doubt there. And he wanted that. Peter, I can only imagine what, what the response to that would be. This is not what we're about. We're not giving you this gift of the Holy Spirit with cost. That's already been taken care of. This is a gift for you. And so Peter's words are very harsh. May your money be condemned to hell, along with you, because you believe you could buy God's gift with money. I think that's a good charge for us. We can't buy salvation with money. We have to let go of ourselves, of who we are and what we do, and surrender ourselves to the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. That's really what Peter's getting at here. His words are harsh. When I was reading these words the other day, I was like, man, Peter's being a little bit, a little bit crass, but no, he's making sure that everybody who hears this and sees this understands that the gift of love that God has for us is free. 
and for all. Not for just those who can afford it. Not for those who can do, um, you know, whatever it is to, to acquire it. It's just about surrender. We are called to surrender ourselves to God and be led by the Holy Spirit to share Jesus' love. See, we've compartmentalized the Trinity in such a way that we've neglected really what it's about. It's about living the way that God called us to. Surrender and love. Hirawaz and Willimon said, to believe in the Holy Spirit is to believe in God. And to have the experience of the Holy Spirit is to have had an experience of something other than yourself. When we let go of ourselves and we allow the Spirit to work on us and to work through us, mm, that's when we get it. That's when we let go of the things and you know what those things are. And a lot of times it's just ourselves. So many times we get in the way of the Holy Spirit because we're so afraid and we're scared. But what if we let go and we say, God, your will be done. I will follow you. Simon realized what he said was wrong. He realized what he'd done was not the appropriate thing. And he asked for forgiveness. But he didn't just ask for it from the disciples. If you notice, he asked everybody, will you please pray with me? Obviously, I mean, he, he obviously realizes that he'd fallen short. Because he doesn't want to be out of the kingdom. Maybe you're there. Maybe you need to ask God for repentance and say, God, I'm sorry. I want to change my life and follow you. The great thing is, it comes without cost. The only thing we have to let go of is ourselves. Hauerwas reminds us that the Holy Spirit is the agent of the kingdom of God. That kingdom is present, often hidden in the church. Church, just because we're not here does not mean we are the church. Yesterday, we made an impact for the kingdom of God because several people were willing to let go of themselves and serve. Anybody can do that. But we have to let go of ourselves. We have to live like Jesus in such a way that lives will be touched and changed and our life will be touched and changed. That's why you hear me say, may God work through you and work on you. That's my simple prayer for you, that God work on you, but also through you. Because far too often we get so concerned about God working on us that we forget that God works through us too. That is how the Holy Spirit works.
And so I leave you with this final thought. I don't want you to be afraid. I want you to let go and live by the Holy Spirit. That your life, every single part of your life shows that you live by this Holy Spirit that does amazing work for the kingdom of God to be made real and known now. Because everything else then will shake out later. And so I challenge you this week to surrender yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to work on you and work through you in every step and every breath that you take. And when you do that, hmm, the kingdom of God becomes real and an unstoppable force for love and care for our neighbors so that no one suffers anymore. So don't be afraid. The Spirit is with you. Come, Holy Spirit, wherever we may be, and work on us and work through us in every step and every breath that we take. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Because Jesus is calling. Calling for you and for me to come home to love. Oh, Holy Spirit, come wherever we may be. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. We hope you have a good week, and we ask that you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you, and have a good day.